When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Minnesota sports fans, we know all too well how it feels to sign up for a lifetime of purple pain. Welcome to Before We Die with Jesse and Thor on Purple Daily and Score North. Cheerio. Hello. We're going. I told you guys it was coming. I'm not even going to. You guys can't get mad. I warned you on Monday that I was bringing my, my English accent, my terrible, terrible English accent, because you guys. Before we die episode today, we are previewing the Minnesota Vikings versus the New Orleans Saints in London. 8.30 start time. I'm Jesse Pierce. He's Thor Nystrom. He's Ross Brendel. This is Before We Die on Score North and Purple Daily. Guys, are you ready? Are you ready for some American football? Why does that sound Australian and not British? It's like the same. (laughs) It's basically the same rule, right? Basically under the crown, whatever. Uh, Guys, it's going to be fun. They are in London. New Orleans has been over there all week, and that's what Minnesota actually did back in, what, 2013? The Vikings stuck around, headed back. Do you think that there is a true strategy to getting over there? I mean, getting your body adjusted probably a little bit, or do you think it's probably a little bit all for naught? There's, there's, you did the accent at the end of that sentence. I, I caught that. Uh, there, there is a strategy. It's just that if you read around, nobody could seem to agree on what the correct strategy is. You're sort of alluding to it. This, the Saints flew out right after their game on Sunday night. They flew overseas. The, the Vikings actually won't do it until tonight. Uh, Thursday night is when they're flying over. So, so they're only going to have what two days in, in town before the game kicks off. Some people, uh, sleep scientists or whatever. They think it's better if, like, the shorter trip. Some are arguing that the longer trip is better. Uh, I, I guess we'll find out on Sunday. I mean, you miss out on the sightseeing. Have you guys been to London? I never have. Have you? I have. Hmm. Yeah. I went is over that where that stopped. accent comes from? With that, that's where the accent comes from. I okay. picked it up over there within the 14 hours I spent in London just jam- jamming around, I don't know, seeing Big Ben, doing all that whole thing. It's it's pretty. It's cool over there. I, like I was just going to say I have never been there, but I do have a canvas picture on my kitchen wall of Big Ben and not Ben Roethlisberger, the real <laughs> Big Ben. Yeah, I hope it's not Ben Roethlisberger. Mm, no, there's a lot of things wrong with having that. Uh, again, very exciting to have them in London. I do love it. I'm a big, uh, have you guys ever seen Green Street Hooligans? Oh, great movie. Great Freaking movie. Phenomenal. Phenom- so that's where I pick up my English accent, you know. Uh, but Your English case- accent, it sounds like uh, a D in, in uh, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia when she tries to do the accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sweet D. I have been compared to Sweet D in a number of instances, and that this will just add to the list. But anyway. This is the most some- flattering context. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk some football, you guys. Minnesota now two in one. New Orleans one in two. 
Uh, you know, first things first, Minnesota's favored, right? We looked at this, circled it on the calendar, Thor thought they were going to win this game all along, I'm sure. And they throttling the New Orleans Saints, Thor. New Orleans is pretty, uh, pretty injured as well. They've got some question marks. Are they going to throttle them? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on my on my my descriptive uh, words in describing my my predictions now. I I don't I don't know if I'm gonna say a throttling in this one, but I do think the Vikings match up really really well. I'm certainly picking the Vikings to win and absolutely picking them to cover at, at minus two and a half with with where it is right now. I I think it's a game where they match up pretty well, and and I'm sure we'll get into the specifics of that later in the episode. But I, I think the Vikings match up well heading into this one. I mean, they're only 2.5 favorites, and actually, New Orleans, one and two, they shouldn't have beat Atlanta in week one either. They really should be 0 and 3. So, I mean, you do think that it's probably favorable. Jameis Winston, I want to talk about uh, some of the injuries that New Orleans seems to be facing, some potentials day to day. Jameis Winston held out for the second straight practice, uh, which in our they said it, our first they said it. Uh, he said, They told me I wasn't practicing. It wasn't my choice. I'm preparing like every week, preparing to play. But wouldn't it be a gift from from the Heavenly Fathers if Andy Dalton was the starting quarterback against the Minnesota Vikings instead of Jameis Winston. The Red Rifle overseas. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I Yeah, we'd, we'd love it. And and that seems, it's a weird situation, right? Because like, yeah, Winston didn't practice in, you know, in in, in, a, in a week of, of the practice week. That's important to have your starters practicing. And then he seems to be insinuating it's not his decision. I'm not really sure what's going on there, but yeah, it would be a great present to wake up on Sunday morning and hear that Andy Dalton is starting for the Saints for sure. This Saints team is starting to look like a team that has no real interest or idea of how to win many football games this year. So let's hope that that is the case. I'll be honest, and I'm trying to shake this. Anytime you hear about a backup quarterback potentially starting against the uh, Minnesota Vikings, you, you start to get the palpitations, the anxiety goes up because I'd have to look this up. But I think if you go to profootballreference.com, I think backup quarterbacks all time against the Vikings win at like a 99.9% clip. Mm-hmm. So that ter- that terrifies me because the Vikings love to make backup quarterbacks look like they should be in the Hall of Fame. I, mean, I say that. Yeah, I say that mildly in jest, but it does always give me a little bit of worry when I see that. I mean, Winston's been dealing with those nagging back injuries, but he's been sacked 11 times in three games. So I guess even if he's in, you know what, it's probably okay. Like you had mentioned, Ross, I like that reference that they have no interest in winning. Similar to my fantasy football team, guys. There's my fantasy football reference. Knock it down. <laughs> I Obligatory fantasy football mentions. Struggles. Made a terrible trade. It's where it's going to pan out. We'll figure it out. We'll get our lines in the... Uh, in, in set here uh back to new orleans wide receiver michael thomas also did not practice on wednesday uh wide receiver james landry did not practice wide receiver tyquan smith concussion limited capacity are they going to be healthy they're signing guys from the practice squad to be a part of this team for potential sunday i mean again i i don't like to use the word throttle thor but i do think that minnesota should handily win this game against new orleans especially if these players are out and they are using their second and and third liners as well. I like that. Let's use the word handily this way. I'm with you. The Vikings are going to win this game handily. And, and I mean, like, so that's big, right? I mean, like the, the thing that you're sort of concerned about with the the Vikings cornerbacks is when they face the good receiving cores and then they can be potentially singed deep. We haven't yet seen the full manifestation of that because in the first game, Aaron Rodgers wasn't throwing deep. The Packers really don't throw deep. And against the Eagles, they 
Hertz was feasting on him, but it wasn't with super deep air yards. I mean, they had the one with Watkins on the broken coverage, but you know, outside of that, they were sort of feasting in the intermediate range. But Jameis Winston loves to throw deep. But if 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 his receiving core is depreciated, I, I'm not sure if, if that's gonna work out for him. Because the other thing to keep an eye on here, the Saints have one of the worst pass blocking units in the entire NFL. I, I think the, the the Vikings pass rush is gonna quit itself really well. A couple different stats for you guys. The Saints are 30th in pressure rate. Well, th- th- this is this is going on. on I'm, I'm going to flip it to the other side that the, the, the Saints pass rush. But the whole point being in the trenches, the Vikings win on both sides of this matchup, I think. But the Saints pass rush is number 32 in win rate and number 30 in pressure rate. Um, and they also blitzed at the fourth lowest, uh, fourth lowest rate in the entire NFL. So I think Cousins is going to be comfortable. But then on the other side, the, as you mentioned, the Saints have not been protecting Jameis Winston very well. And, and his prerogative is to throw deep. We've been wondering how the Vikings cornerbacks are going to deal with that when, when and if it happens. But if their de- uh, Saints de- uh, receiving room is depreciated and, and you already have the, the offensive line woes a little bit with a pass protection, I, I think that could, could portend well for the Viking defense. Yeah, and Thor, we talked about it earlier this week on Before We Die. I've been a little unimpressed with the Vikings' pass rush. This would be a great game for them to assert themselves and hopefully start to feel good as the schedule starts to get a little bit tougher. Also, I think it would just be good to, again, not all, not, I mean, we all know, but getting to three and one sounds really good, and it's really good a fourth of the way into the season, because then you can kind of start to have fun. You can start to project, okay, well, they went three and one this quarter of the season. Can they get to six and two by the roughly halfway point? Once we get through this week and probably next week, we're going to have a really good idea of not just the Minnesota Vikings, but a really good, I think, overall picture of how the NFL is shaping up. The Bears technically in the mix for the division. I don't think it's going to look that way at week eight. But you never know, and the Vikings will get the Bears here in two weeks. Right, I agree. I mean, we got a little cocky after week one. We got a little cocky. We've been brought back down to earth. Uh, continuing on, players for New Orleans to watch. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, the likely coverer for Justin Jefferson, who Jefferson has said in the past is one of the toughest matchups that he has faced. Lattimore held into three catches on seven targets upon their first meeting a couple of years ago. How do you guys think that's going to fare? Are we going to, again, see Justin Jefferson kind of step back up somewhere in between week one, week two, week three. I mean, we saw Adam Thielen jump in and really uh, assert himself last week. The old Mr. Reliable. Um, is it going to be a mixture of those both or is it going to be JJ's game to run? I, I think this is a lot of this is going to come down to how the Saints game plan, right? Marshawn Lattimore is another elite corner and maybe the most elite well, him and Slay that, that Jefferson is facing. Obviously uh, Okuda in the last week played really well against Jefferson, but are the Saints after so, – so you had the Eagles game where the Eagles played the, the the safety over the top held the entire game on Jefferson, and that worked like gangbusters because the Vikings were not going to their secondary reads. The rushing game uh, completely went out of the game script, and so they were just sort of feeble after that happened. But then you saw in the Lions game that that was also happen, happening initially – and the Vikings offense, again, was just languishing and didn't know what to do. But then when they started to go to the secondary receivers and stuff like that, and then Cook was running a little bit better, then all of a sudden the offense was moving again. So are, are, are the Saints going to, having watched that, are they going to delineate two defenders the entire game to Justin Jefferson? If, if you delineate the safety over the top and Lattimore, yeah, they're probably going to hold, I mean, hold him down and or erase him. 
But the the problem with it is, like we talked about on past episodes, that means you're you're nine on ten the rest of the field. It, Cousins is going to have to get the ball to Thielen, have to get the ball to some of these other guys. And again, going back to my previous point, the great thing for Cousins in this game is he is going to have clean pockets to survey the field the entire game. The Saints do not get pressure on the quarterback, and not only that, they don't blitz either. It, it's it's a heavy heavy zone coverage defense where they drop everybody back and they try to keep everything in front of them. That's a defense that's going to frustrate Jefferson because, again, they have the extra defender to delineate to him. I assume that that's what the Saints are going to do, that, that same sort of a strategy. But I, I think the rest of the guys are going to be able to eat again because Kirk is going to have time back there. There will not be pressure in his face. You know, let, yeah. Let's say this carries on throughout the year where Jefferson has, I don't know, maybe one game a month, maybe a couple of games a month where it doesn't necessarily show up in the stat sheet what he's doing for the team. But let's say he's still helping the team win, or let's flip the argument. If the team's not winning, do we worry about how Justin Jefferson might act or how he might feel if the team is not winning and he's not getting catches? I don't. I don't think he has that level of diva in him. But I do think it's an interesting subplot to see. If the team's winning, I don't really think there's any issues. Maybe there is behind the scene, but nothing will be said publicly. If the team's losing, I I don't worry a ton about it, but it's it's possible there could be some grumblings. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say two things on this. Number one, that kid is not a diva. Right, like I mean, we have seen Thor so many... knows divas. Thor, I know, is yes, still... he does. This is coming from a, a, a diva knows a yeah. diva, and mm-hmm. and Jefferson is is not a diva, and and like speaking to like his sort of um energy around the team when, when he's not getting his, but the team's doing well. I'll take you back to the kneel down against the Lions, the last play of the game. Jefferson does, you know, he's in the back and he he sort of falls on his back and then and then does this thing where he flips up to his feet without using his hands to celebrate the win, like as the clock was ticking to zero. He could not have been more tickled pink that they'd won that game. I Jefferson understands what's going on, that you can't throw me the ball when I'm being double covered by, uh, you know, an A cornerback plus the safety help over the top. But what that's going to do is, is open up all these other opportunities. The other thing I would say is, I, I'm not going to throw any dirt on, on Thielen. Thielen's still a good player. But whether it's this coming April or the April after that, the Vikings, I believe, are going to be taking a, a wide receiver in the first round of the draft because at that time, you know, when, when Thielen is, is, is ready to move on or, you know, accept sort of an ancillary role. I, I think that, that, you know, at some point you're going to have a situation where they get a guy that they're sort of staking, that, that they think he's going to be able to dominate single coverage on the other side. They're going to get Jefferson help, right? Like this administration just took over this team. They haven't had the time in Bill Parlance, in Bill Parcells Parlance, to buy all of the groceries yet. They've started to buy some of them. But I think if they had their druthers, they're going to have a guy on the other side of the field that can consistently beat that coverage. Thielen could do it a bit for sure. But like, I think going forward, Jefferson is never going to have to sort of question whether the team is helping him as an individual or helping the, the team itself win. And I very quickly want to point out Parlins and Druthers. Great <laughs> use of those two words. I that literally show up to this podcast for the word usage and the analogies that Thor brings. Like, wow, now. Like, I, you know what? Amazing. Bravo. Druthers is a you great You won't hear word. me compliment you too often, Thor, because I like to keep it you doesn't happen often. to earth. But, uh, you know, you and your team have tendencies. But <laughs> spot on. Spot on, sir. Spot on. Uh, I'm going to do this all episode. Anyway, uh, another guy that obviously 
if he can go Delvin Cook. We saw him get a lot more use yet or last week, excuse me, in that win against Detroit. Do are we confident in Alexander Madison though? If Cook is not ready to go, also side note sounds like Harrison Smith will be activated as well. Uh so those are some some things to watch for Minnesota. How do we feel about Cookie Monster jumping in there, or are we comfortable with Madison? Yeah, I, I think we've gotten good news on both those guys, so that's great. As far as Harrison Smith, he he was back at practice, a full participant on Wednesday. That that's always the, the awesome indication that that guy's going to play. So so it seems like he's going to be fine. That's going to be awesome. The matchup of of like him of of with with Jameis liking to throw deep and and what Harrison can do closing on the ball. We, we can talk about that in a second. But as far as the the, the running back room. I, I think, you know, with, with Cook uh, probably being active in this game and, and being sort of the 1A, but I do think that you can expect to see Madison getting that more work, um, you know, as as sort of the 1B there. Yeah. And Cook and Cook looked good. Outside. I'm not going to take him to task for the fumble again. I did in the last episode. But outside of that, he looked he looked pretty good um, in, in, in that past game. So, uh, you know, I, I like the, the matchup of him as well going up against that that Saints run defense. Um, and then mix and Madison in as well. I, I think they're going to have a little bit of success on the ground, especially if they're running behind Ed Ingram. Man, th- that kid has got some real, real dynamite in those hands. And like, we, we haven't gotten as much to talk about like some of the ones. And like, the internet right now is going nuts that like, oh, the Vikings. N- not that they missed on all these picks, but like, we haven't seen Louise seen. We haven't seen Brian Asamoa. We haven't seen uh, a Tomwa. We we've seen very little of of Evans. But Ed Ingram has been an immediate smashing success. So, so I thought I'd mention that too. And it's improved the running between the tackles. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, sticking kind of back to the offense too. We've seen Kevin O'Connell's offensive schemes in kind of different manners, obviously against different opponents. The one thing that remains fairly consistent is that aggressiveness, that attacking that he always does. My second, they said it is uh, from Kevin O'Connell this week, that first and 10 play is important to kind of determine where we'll go from there and the level of aggression we'll have. It's an evolving thing throughout the success of that early down. But I think a lot of it is just the confidence we have in our guys and in Kirk to make good decisions and understand that the risk reward in the moment might be different than other times in the game. Is this going to be another aggressive offense that we see against New Orleans? Are they going to let Kirk throw it down? Let's go hard, go for it on fourth and, and, you know, 10, for instance, whatever it might be. I mean, what are your thoughts there? Are we feeling good? I know we saw Greg Joseph make some, uh, attempts last week or you think they're going to see more of him and let him kick the ball a little bit more or go for it well now now that he's away from those doors that were haunting him i think he'll be <laughs> he'll be okay and now that he can get Windy his fish and chips before the game Windy doors. yeah but yeah no I, I i do um but i would i uh, not aggressive in terms of throwing deep i don't think that that's how it's going to manifest i think they're going to try to eat the saints lunch in the intermediate area and likely again if the saints are delineating the two guys and maybe you just use Jefferson. I mean, if, if this is what it comes down to, and that's what they're going to do, maybe you just use him to drift the players on his side down the field, and then you just open up all the intermediate space. I think that's where you can really eat the lunch of this Saints defense. And again, I, I, I've harped on this point, but I think it's really important. The Vikings coaching staff is not going to be concerned at all about, about Cousins getting the heat in his face, about being in a sev- second and 17 situation because he just took a sack he's going to get to drop back a whole bunch, but I think it's going to be more of the short passing game. I also think that you can run the ball in this defense. The Saints are 
totally middle of the pack in terms of their their run defense. So I, I think that that's where you end up attacking the Saints defense. What they're going to give you is that stuff. What they're not going to give you is is are the deep shots. So I, I don't think it's going to be as much throwing down the field, but I do think there's going to be plenty of throwing. And I that think, person agrees with me. I think, Jesse, your point on Greg Joseph, I think, is a little bit interesting. I think the Vikings will be – aggressive on fourth down where warrants being aggressive i think they're always going to be that way i think we saw that week one with koc however i would say this if they get in a situation where maybe it's fourth and two and it's going to be like a 46 47 48 yard attempt i think early in the game they're going to take that three one because you want points Two, I think they also want Greg Joseph to see himself put a ball through the uprights, whether it's on this continent or another continent. I do think they're going to give him an opportunity. I don't think anybody's really worried about Greg Joseph because, again, those were two 56-yard field goals that he missed and he made every extra point, center cut. But with kickers, you always worry about confidence. I think they'll give him a chance to put one through early if the if the uh, situation presents itself. And yeah, no, I would take Greg Joseph on my fantasy team. Second obligatory because Butker was my uh, first kicker and he hasn't played. So that's I, I was just going to say, as far as the thing about the, the long field goals with Joseph, heading into that game against the Lions, he was 9 for 12 in his career from 50-plus. You're going to take that. The, the mm-hmm. odds are you're, you're going to try. Now, do you want to put him in, in situations where he has to kick a 58 yarder to force overtime? No, but like he he's an above average long field goal kicker. And by the way, a way that for instance, Austin Siebert of the lions was not, which is why I thought that decision was so weird. The Lions at the end of the last game to have Austin Siebert attempt that 56 or 57 yarder. That's a guy we've seen over and over again. Can't kick long field goals. I do trust Joseph uh, long-term in, in terms of what the, the percentages should be for that kind of a kick. Yeah, I'd agree. Let's switch over to the defense as we had kind of touched on it. Thor mentioned Ed Ingram, obviously Harrison Smith coming back is going to be huge. Um, how do you think the defense in Ed Dontel's system is going to fare against Jameis Winston's mobility? We saw how Jalen Hurts hurt the Vikings, if you will. Do you think Winston poses the same problem against the defense, or do you think they have some of that figured out? Here's the person who poses the problem to the Vikings defense, and I was hoping upon hoping that over the summer, between the the legal stuff he was dealing with and then the injury concern that, that he had earlier, that we were not going to see him. So I did not want to see him in this game. Elvin Kamara poses a real problem for the Vikings defense, and Ed Donatel needs to figure something out. He can't keep doing the thing of keeping the safeties way back and keeping the thin box against a guy like Alvin Kamara because he's going to hurt you as a runner, but also doing the stuff leaking out of the backfield and coming around, sitting down behind the line of scrimmage, stuff like that. It, it, he, he's going to get his, but there are schematic adjustments I think that Donatel can make in order to try to tamp down on it a little bit. That's the one guy on that Saints offense that you're afraid of. As far as Winston, I, I'm just not concerned about the guy. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just not. Um, they, they have okay, like sort of like ancillary stats, but a lot of it is like stat padding type things. Um, I, I'm just not. The thing with with Winston again, like that that I think you're going to see more than you've seen in the first three games. It's the throwing deep thing, but that's why I think it's so important that that Harrison Smith is back and the safety room has been playing better. Right, like Bynum played better in the last game. Metellus, now we know that he can come in and he can he can do stuff. Like you can you can trust Metellus. What we'll see about scene, but I, I think Kamara's the guy you worry about. I, I'm not worried at all about Jameis Winston, though. 
I think you worry about Camara just a little bit, but one, I'll remind you, Thor, it's not the 2017 divisional round of the playoffs. Kamara's got a bit more, bit more tread on those tires. Also, I think it's easier to scheme for when you know he's he's basically their number one A and one B option. But yes, I do worry about the shell defense and the lack of adjustments and the softness we've seen the first three weeks. Uh, it's so early to make these large-scale opinions about Ed Donatel, but so far for me, the early returns are very meh. But again, I will caution, it's very early. So we'll see how Sunday plays out in London town. And, and, and Ross, just to the point of the Vikings run defense, they're, they're giving up the fifth highest uh, success rate on opposing runs in the NFL and fourth highest explosive run rate in, in the NFL. I realize that the Kamara maybe no longer is at the peak of his powers, but it, it's still a overall, it's, it's a concerning thing. And we, we, we've seen in the Kamara can still make people miss. So the, the Vikings better bring their, their tackling gear with them um, and, and be, and make sure that the first guy that gets there, you either get them down on the ground or greatly slow them down to help the flow of defenders coming behind you to help. Um, Cause the, the one thing that the Vikings cannot have happen here is Elvin Kamara gets multiple explosive plays down, down the field. Yeah, I would agree. So overall guys, we've, we've broken it down on either side of the ball here. Is this going to be a disappointing if, if I will say if, um, if the Vikings lose, how disappointed would you be in this loss? Is it something that you could take it and be like, you know what? All right, scrap it. It's fine. Or is it going to be a major upset and kind of derail the hopes and thoughts that you had for this Minnesota Vikings team? There will be I'd a broken be... television in my house. If the Vikings <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I would be disappointed because I don't love going through the schedule and penciling wins and losses because you have to see how the season plays out. Yeah. But I would say this, you would look at that game early in the season or before the season even started and now through three weeks you do look at this and say there's a high percentage that Minnesota wins the game. And again, just like last week against Detroit, even if it's ugly, find a way to win this game because I guarantee you late in the year, you're going to want this win and not having it could hurt you really bad when you get into November and December when it comes to tiebreakers, playoff seating. And oh, by the way, to get to the playoffs, it would be pretty important to get to three and one. Hey, Jesse. It's what? the time of the Thursday show where I commandeer it for my new segment, Thor's Hammers. Are we all ready? Let's go. Okay, let's. We're going to start with passing interceptions. We'll start with Ross. Ross over under Kirk Cousins interceptions, a half of an interception. Under. Okay. Jesse? Under. He won't throw an interception. No interception. I will say I'll do. I'll do. I think one. I don't think it'll be. So I think over then. One. Okay, I, I think I'm going to go with one as well. So I, I think I'll, I'll take over two, but the Vikings are still going to win. Uh, negative, okay. negative Nancy's. Over, over under passing touchdowns. Kirk Cousins, one and a half live in the market right now. Ross, who you got? Over. Okay. I as well will go over. I'm going to go over on that one as well. Next one we got over under passing yards. Kirk Cousins, 258 and a half. Ross, what do you got over or under? They had 260 against the Lions. It didn't play all that well. You're selling me that he's going to have all day or telling me and selling me he's going to have all day to survey his weapons. I will go over. Ditto. I'm also going to go over. Now we got a, a couple of receiving yard ones. This is interesting going back to what we were talking about with Jefferson and all the attention he could get certainly is going to get all the attention in the world from Lattimore throughout the game. 
Justin Jefferson live online right now. He is 86 and a half for his over under receiving yards. Ross, what you got in that one? I'll go under, but it won't be by much. I would too. I would say probably around 79 or 80 is what I think for Jefferson. So under. I think I probably got to go under too, just because I'm expecting the the double teams. But if that's not there, he's he's going he's going over for sure. What yeah. about Irv Smith? 20, 26 and a half receiving yards. Wow. All right. Uh... That that's tough because that means he's probably taking about fifty yards away from nothing bunt catches. <laughs> so, um, what's the number again? It's twenty six and a half. I'll take it. All he has to do is not drop the one deep ball they throw him. So I'll take the over. <laughs> I'll go under. Okay. I'm going to go under on Irv as well. Adam Thielen is 48 and a half and KJ Osborne's 33 and a half. Ross, what you got on those? Uh, I would take, uh, see, I'll actually take over on both because if Kirk's going to throw for more than 260, he's going to have to find those guys and spread the ball. So I'll go over on both. Over on Thielen, under on KJ. Okay, I'm going to go over on both as well because I went under on on Jefferson and Irv, and I, I yeah. do think the passing yards are going to be there. Um, let me let me pull up the – I haven't done the rushing yards yet, I, have I? I feel like I just put Kirk on like a 400-yard passing day just by taking the over on everything. Best, I mean, you know, as long as he realizes it's not an 830 at night game, we should be fine, yeah. right? Like, that's – it's all good. So, although, although, is it? what? It, well, because it's – 8.30, it's like a 2.30, 3 o'clock start in London. So yeah. he should be okay. He should be okay. Um, the So they don't have the rushing on either on, for either of the teams. The only guy that they have a rushing prop up for is Kirk Cousins. And the only number I see is 14, but that it's, it's like a juice number. So it, like it, it would be lower than that. But I, I guess they're just waiting on on the statuses, you know, to like clarify before they, they put the numbers for the other ones. So mm-hmm. that's the end of our, our Thor's hammer segment for the week. I like it. I love it. Thor's hammers. You gotta have like a cool, like little gift. Oh, the like producers, the yeah. producers on it. He already made notes for some opens for bits that we need. Good so work, the, produ- the producers on it. I love it. And then before we wrap today's episode of before we die, brought to you by purple daily and score North. We wanted to dive into some of these comments. We love the fact that you guys are giving us a chance out there. We love the fact that you're engaging good, bad, ugly, whatever. Um, we're here just to provide some fun, different content on Purple Daily and Score North. And we love you guys giving us that opportunity to do so. So Ross found some comments. We, Thor and I haven't seen these. So for all we know, they're, you know, we'll see. It's gonna we actually literally have not. And I'm actually kind of terrified of the comments well, that Ross found. <laughs> I'm glad you said fun because I chose to focus on the fun comments that we got next week. I think we'll do more of the football-y football comments. Mm -hmm. There's, there's one in here, but here are the comments. There is one for each of us that is we're we're being jabbed at. And then there's a feel good one. Uh, Who, who would like to get theirs first? I want to get, I want to get to (laughs) Okay. Uh, Here's what I got for Thor from Stuart Norris on YouTube, man. I love Thor. But that hat is dirty. Get a, <laughs> get a new hat or clean that one. Is this the same hat you had on Monday? No, it's not. Although, although this one could probably use a wash too. But but Stuart is not wrong. I, I do have to say that the, the hat I had on Monday, it was it's it was my Minnesota Twins hat that I got their inaugural season in Target Field. So there's like the thing on the side where it's like, you know, inaugural season, Minnesota Twins, whatever. Uh, what was that, 2009? 
I think yeah. for so like, uh, 2010 yeah. at Target Field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, any anyhow, um, it's my lucky hat, Stuart. You can at least like you got lucky things that you wear during the games and yeah. stuff like that. Like, um, you know, it hasn't worked, worked for you though. It hasn't worked for you clearly. Well, it had worked. It had worked the day before that though against the Lions. <laughs> So, I mean, th- that that hat and I have been through many wars, but I, I can say that I will probably be going hat shopping soon because it is probably time for that hat to be sunset, you know, and we'll, like, give it a Viking funeral out on the pond behind the house. I, I'm going to have to find someone that can shoot a, a flaming arrow because I, I, I don't do think it. I'll be able- Oh, you can do Okay. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. But, yeah, that it's, it's my lucky hat. That, that's all that was. Jesse Gregory Hammond has this to say about you. Jesse is a closet Packers fan. <laughs> she gives them so much respect. Respect your opponents, man. I, <laughs> I, I hate the Packers. I really do. Like my dad would cry if he ever thought that I was a Packers fan, as would most people here in Minnesota. No, I just, I like to be a realist. I respect all opponents, right? I mean, yeah, no, all of them, literally every single one of them, except maybe like the Chicago Blackhawks. I don't have any respect for them, but that's hockey. So. Well, I just, you got to give credit where credit's due, man. Like Green Bay is is always been Green Bay. They can always point to their uh, their wins and and their Super Bowl appearances. I mean, and their losses well, in the opener when they got I embarrassed mean, and smoked. <laughs> well, there's that too. I'll say this, Jesse, to keep with the uh, Purple Daily theme here. I, I think you, I don't want you to give them too much credit either. But what I want everybody to do, those listening, comment and uh, comment here on YouTube and Jesse and Thor, when we're done, if you don't know it off the top of your head, look at Green Bay's schedule and try and tell me when they lose next. Yeah, there you go. It's See? probably not until the last Sunday in October, and that's not even a guarantee. Yeah, I mean, so they're, they're good. You want you want my you want my uh, my dig, my jab. Yeah, you got a couple that really just. Don't care for you much at all. This is this is from SLC Norseman, and he's not wrong. I'll I'll preface that right away. He or she is not wrong. Ross has an uncanny resemblance of Ralphie from a Christmas story. <laughs> oh, I love fun. I love that you're watching a Vikings podcast and you comment nothing other than about clearly how handsome and adorable I am. Well, you got, must have piercing blue eyes as well. Everybody but Thor has good eyes because and. Good. Hey. And just just to make us all feel good from Ronald Crosby on YouTube, awesome show. The Vikings got to win a Super Bowl before I die, which brings me to a question for you two. The average life expectancy in America is 79 years of age currently. Will the Vikings win a Super Bowl before any one of us turns 79? Yes. I say yes to. Multiple. I just turned 35 yesterday, so I'm doing the math. Uh, oh, 30, happy birthday! <laughs> 34 years then, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm because I love the Vikings and not the Packers, and just to prove, like, you know, <laughs> 34 years they've got it in them. Let's let's see what they can do. Great, uh, let's do it. Let's, let's go. Do it. That's why you guys are here again. Thank you guys for checking us out again. We have new episodes released every Monday and Thursday. Uh, I'm Jesse Pierce. He's Thor Nystrom. He's Ross Brendel. This is Before We Die on Purple Daily Score North. Check out all of our friends who are releasing Vikings content for you all season long. We love it. You guys rock. 
Um, and uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Go by. You don't, you what? don't want before we die. Oh, shit. <laughs> it is cursed too. Oh darn! Uh, before we die. Yep. Yep, you guys threw me off with all these extras. You just things. totally lost your <laughs> London accent and everything. You just went, yeah. Well, uh, before, we... <laughs> before we before we go. Before before now I'm all now I'm all flustered, guys. Okay, I'll get you going. Okay. Yeah. I I do not want this to happen. I really hope it never happens. But I do believe it will before we die there will be an NFL football team in London and it's probably the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that pains me on so many levels. I, you know what? I don't hate it. My before we die similar is uh, the NFL will expand into Canada. I think before we die, I would oh. like to see them maybe not necessarily absorb the CFL, but really embrace kind of the North American similar to what we got going in hockey. Um, I would like to see the NFL expand to our northern friends um, as well. So that's okay. Cool. Let's give let's give Canada one before London. Okay. Yeah, yeah. let's do. Well, uh, your travel. What 10, 15 years ago when the when the Bills were wretched, weren't the Bills playing two home games in Toronto for a couple of years? Yeah. Didn't they do that? So I know they've thought about it. I like that. What do you got? I'm, al- I'm also still mad at, at the UK for the war back in the day. I've never gotten over it. <laughs> Um, I, I think mine before we die is I want, I want to see a spot. I, I want to see Louis scene. I want to see Louis scene before I die. I hate how you pronounce his name. By the way. <laughs> oh, Louis. Sorry. Or yeah. What? Okay. The, I'd love the, to the, see the him pronunciation the field, people though. in the comments are, <laughs> are, are the, okay. I'm not, I'm not, I, I won't say. Um, but anyway, I, I want to see scene on the field before I die. I, I hope it comes up soon, but by the, if, if I was going to make a prediction before the end of this year, he is going to be needed in a big spot. I don't know if, you know, whether through injuries or whether he just ascends up the depth chart or whatever, but we're going to need Louis C Louis scene for, for my buddy out there in the comments. We're going to need him, uh, this year at some point. So I, I, I hope he develops quickly, but I, I am excited to watch him on the field because I do think he's going to bring something to the table. I mean, Ray I'll just, there you go. I'll help you out. Jesse, you can choose pronunciations, Jesse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now you can feel free to take us home, Jesse. All right. You know, now we're going to wrap it up. Let's try it again. Take two. (laughs) doesn't happen too often, guys. I'm a one-take wonder. But uh, (laughs) this is before we die. Our Thursday episode for you against the Vikings versus New Orleans. In London, you can't uh, drink all day if you don't start in the morning. 8.30 a.m. kickoff. Let's go. Uh, Thanks for checking us out, as always, on Purple Daily and Score North. You know all of our friends have other content. As well, Alex Boone, Rick, Relentless Randy's Rants, uh, and Judd and Mackey and Declan as well. We love it. You guys are awesome. We'll see you guys on Monday. Go Vikes. Skull Vikes.